Hello and welcome to Dream It, Dare It, Do It, Live the Life You Want. I'm Jasmine, your host. And again, I want to thank you guys for listening. I'm having more and more fun in these conversations. And I'm hoping that you guys are seeing something from within for yourselves. And uh, today I'm having a conversation. I re-invited Marina Galan. Hi, Marina. Hi, Jasmine. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank Thank you so much for accepting. Thank you so much for having me. Such such a pleasure talking with you. So guys, I don't know if you remember or if you've seen the episode, but Marina came, I think it was season one or season two, something like that. We'll put the link inside the playlist so that you can go listen to the first one. But, uh, you know, Marina and I have been doing a few things with the French community. We're working with the 3PGC. We're doing all of this stuff. So I said, okay, let's do this again. And today I was sharing with her off camera how there was this feeling that I was having that I had associated with fear and uh, that, you know, it was just kind of like, eh. and so we had a conversation about not intellectualizing our feelings. And I thought it was such a great conversation. And so I hope that you guys see something in there because it's it's so cool to be able to separate what you're thinking from what actually is Ah. (laughs) it's just like it's true though right it's like a lot of the times we're like making up what happened you know like the other day my dad said something like I don't know. How much do you weigh? This is what he says to me, you know? And I was like, I had to really like go into my head and say, okay, all he said (laughs) was how much do you weigh? He may have had a tone. You may think he shouldn't be able to ask you that. You may like, there's, there was just so much intellect that came in with that whole, just one simple question. So much past. Huh? So, so much. much, so much past, and so much preference also. Yes. Oh man. You know, Marina, understanding that my preferences were thought <laughs> was like in my mind. I and I had been in this conversation for a long time. <laughs> And I was doing Michael's super coach or some other program. And Michael said, where is it that it doesn't look like my thought consciousness? And I, we went into breakout rooms and, and I sat down with this person. I remember her name was Andrea. I forget her name. She's, she's, she's Lee Vallely's wife. They do things together. They, they, they're pretty active in the community. And she came on and I started telling her, you know, you know, it really doesn't look like thought when I would rather not, you know, I would rather not this happen. And I would rather not this happen. Like, it's true. And she goes, and I went on and on and on because now it doesn't exist for me anymore. Right. So I don't talk about it as much, but I went on and on and on and on. She's listening to me very, very intently. And she says, so you're talking about your preferences (laughs) and 
I bursted out laughing so hard. The poor Andrea was looking at me like, what did I say? She said like three words and I was laughing so hard because I literally saw it. There you go. And, and it is true, preference rarely look like thought at the beginning of this conversation because we feel so justified to have them. Yeah. It makes so much sense that this should not be happening and it should be happening my way, the other way, any other way. And again, goes to show you what, how you can use your thinking to oppose reality, to oppose bias and create suffer. So, you know, some of my listeners may not be, you know, may not be into the, the three principles community. But what we're basically talking about, guys, is we're, we're kind of talking about how, how we, we think something and then we live our lives based on what we thought but thought is made up it's because thought is something that we can mold and shape and create and our life can be that too but i mean there's just now like it's kind of like there's two it's two places in our selves you know <laughs> so i love that when you said that you know seems like you're intellectualizing a feeling and the feeling is not intellect. No, it is not. <laughs> a feeling is not intellect. It is a completely different kind of energy. And it is processed by other parts of our system, not our intellect. And, and because we use our intellect to figure things out, we tend to want to figure out our feelings. And we can't. They are not figure-outable. They, they can only be felt. And in the process of feeling them, they inform our system. But that's the thing, they inform it in ways that are not intellectual. And when we try to bring in the intellect, it's like trying to digest food with your ears. <laughs> like that's not what the intellect is for. It is not, it is, it, its purpose is not to figure out feelings. So when you allow the system to process the feeling, without trying to intellectualize it, the, the, the processing runs much more smoothly and you allow your system to extract the information that is in the feeling that is there to inform you and guide you forward in your life, regardless of the circumstance. But you see, when we, when we try to bring in the rational mind, we, we do not allow ourselves to feel. And we are terrified of feeling. We have learned to be terrified of feeling, especially 
quote-unquote negative feelings. Yeah, we are terrified of feeling them because socially we have learned that they mean something about us. So if you feel these feelings, you're not that much of a good person. Yeah. Like, for example, you look so horrible when you're mad. Or boys don't cry. Or any of those examples can work. You're so little because you're feeling fear. Yes. You're... It is weakness yeah. to fear, right? And so we, we learn socially to fear experiencing some feelings. And then we try to avoid them logically. But by trying to avoid them, we are, in fact, interrupting the process through which life informs our system, informs us of important things. So when we fight our feelings, reject our feelings, fear our feelings, try to manage uh, our feelings, change them, transform them, we are trying to manage, stop, transform, negate the wisdom of life informing us, which is a very, very sad and tragic thing to do. Yeah. You're missing out on the information. <laughs> it's so funny. My intellect is going, yeah, but I, because I have, before we hit record, we had this conversation and one of the things that you said was, trust your feeling and i'm kind of like you know when you said it earlier i was like yeah yeah i can trust my feeling and now i'm back into my head and i'm going wait i'm afraid i don't want to be afraid the feeling is blah, 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 you know like i and and i'm back there like in a jiffy it was like this but when you say trust the feeling it's kind of like there's something going on that is not intellectual it could be biological it could be spiritual. I have no freaking idea, but it's my intellect trying to figure it out. Which one is it? Which one is it? Exactly. And that's kind of like keeping it in place, really, instead of just like sit there and feel it. Don't do anything with it. Just like feel it. That's all you need to do. So Sidney Banks, the person who first articulated the principles and this conversation, insists adamantly on all the information you need is in the feeling. Let the feeling guide you. But you see, he's not saying the information is in the feeling, now go suck it out, intellectualize it, and do something about it, figure it out. No. Trust the feeling. Let the feeling guide you. So it is an invitation to become intimate to, uh, to other, other forms of guidance within us that have nothing to do with the intellect. And as we allow ourselves to experience these different forms of guidance, we, we deepen our understanding of them, we become intimate 
with them. And we learn to trust them more and more and more. So yes, of course, trust the feeling can be a tough pill to swallow if you have learned to mistrust and fear your feelings. How do you convince your intellect that your feelings are trustworthy? That they have valuable information? That they can guide you? That they can help you evolve and expand your consciousness? There, there is a whole universe of things that feelings make available to us that the rational mind can't make available to us. So, for example, the rational mind, because one of its main jobs is to keep us safe and protected, will avoid suffering at all costs, will avoid difficulties at all costs, will avoid, will avoid challenges. Now, I have worked with thousands of people in my life. Not one of them has been able to say, oh yes, I went through hell, but, and it was useless. <laughs> like with time, you learn to harvest the gifts of difficulties. And when you look back, you can realize that it made you more humane. It made you more, I don't know, um, yeah. humble. It made you more open. It enhanced and expanded your capacity to love, your empathy. So you see that the, the gifts would not be there if we hadn't gone through that. But those gifts were not intellectualized out of the experience. They were felt out of the experience. Mm. And we learned in a different way that is not intellectual, that is not rational. Our hearts expanded. But they can only expand by feeling, allowing yourself to feel. Mm. Everything, anything. I was, I was talking to someone this week and we were discussing ways in which this understanding frees us. It makes you free. And it seems that one very important way in which it makes us free is it allows us to think anything without identifying with it, without attaching to it, without fearing it. And it allows us to feel everything, anything, without needing to create a story, without needing to solve it rationally. And there is huge, huge gifts in freedom of thought and freedom of feeling. 
you get to know and explore parts of yourself that you didn't know were there. So if the information is in the feeling, the valuable information is in the feeling, why wouldn't we want to get that information, to obtain that information? Yeah, and it's not intellectual information. It's a felt information. It is a felt. It is. It is. Um, I've seen myself do um, things like, you know, I could see th usual thought, like something would occur and I could see the thinking coming from the past. Like I could almost see when this happens, you usually react like this. It usually means this. And I felt myself go, not going there. I'm staying right here. Beautiful. That is like if, if anybody or everybody learned how to do that, how much more peace everywhere there would be. Imagine that. Imagine that and the story you were sharing so beautifully and so generously about the conversation with your father. And, and we, we mentioned all that past come, comes rushing in, right? All that story comes rushing in. One way to understand it is if we find that we are reacting, we know that there is a story going on. Mm. And that story is no longer useful to deal with this reality. Mm. That's great. So in a way, our feelings are also wonderful, wonderful alarms that let us know which beliefs, which ideas, no no longer serve us to deal with reality. We have outgrown those beliefs, those ideas, like a, like a shoe that is too tight. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, outgrow. We outgrow our thinking. It's kind of like, okay, that's like, no, it just doesn't work for me anymore. Exactly. But listen to what you're saying, Jasmine. We add we outgrow our thinking and it is no longer useful. How do we outgrow our thinking? I'm saying looking within, I mean, I, I mean, it's kind of like at one point you kind of see the thinking like I could see like because when you said, you know, all the thinking came up, I could see how I didn't react when my dad said that I had the thought I could almost see the thinking coming in. Yes. And yes, bad words came out of my mouth, you know, because that's, you know, but they weren't they weren't coming from the same place like 
you know, I would when in the past when that question would come up and I'd have so much thinking and so much anger around it, then the words would come out with anger. Now the, the words came out like, fuck, you know, it was kind of like, <laughs> yes, that was free, you know, kind of thing, you know, like, and, and then it's kind of, and then I left and then I, I thought, I said, wait, so it's not him. It's not him. Right. So like, I really had the reaction. I was like, okay, so it's, it's not him. It's all coming from within. So if it's all coming from within, what's present for you, Jasmine? And then I started seeing, oh yeah, well, I've been, they've been screwing around on my weight for all my life and look at how I look now. And I, I was like, okay, nice. And then I, and then another conversation would come up and I'd be like, okay, there's that one. And then I, and then I was like, oh my God, and I could I almost see all of them pop up. And I was like, oh, this happened when I was 12. Huh? This happened when I was seven, you know, like there was just so much shit there. And so not, much shit that is not useful anymore. Yeah. Yeah. You have outgrown that. That is not even. Yeah. Not, not useful. There you go. So it seems to me that the way we outgrow our thinking is precisely through feeling. Hmm. Like if the feeling has the information and the feeling is guiding us and it allows us to expand, it, it expands us in ways in which our thinking is, cannot come with us anymore. Or it can, but it's going to be painful. It's going to bring up suffering. Where you are, all those stories are not useful to have this conversation with your dad. Now, I, I want to point to, to something else that you said that seems important. I could feel the thinking coming in, right? I'd like to suggest that all those, all those stories, all this conditioning, all these beliefs are prior to the experience. And so we are actually perceiving reality through these stories. And when these stories hurt, it is because they are not useful to deal with this reality. You see? Mm. We are perceiving it and our feelings are letting us know there's a story here that is not useful. This is the story that you are perceiving through. What we feel coming in is the reaction. And it is an invitation to huh, there must be a story here that I can shed, that I am ready to let go of, that I can free myself of now because it doesn't suit me anymore. Yeah. And there, there is the invitation to your next expansion. Yeah, because it can't, you can't be expanding 
right away. Like when it happened, I didn't expand in that moment, but seeing oh. it made me, that made me expand. But realize what you did then. You allowed yourself to feel it. And then you started seeing the stories. Yeah. Oh, there's a story. Oh, there's this story. There's this story. So the information was in the feeling, but you allow yourself to feel. And then you saw which story was not relevant. Yeah, I kind of associated it also to slowing down my thinking. It's kind yes. of like, like, you know, the reaction is like, it's like the thinking went through. Like it was kind of like, bah, 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 and then bah, the reaction, right? Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, wait, I'm not going to go there. Let me slow it down. And like, and I, so I kind of slowed it down and detached myself from what I was thinking, just trying to look within. What is it that you're seeing? And also there's like being honest with myself you know because it's not nice things that you those stories are not nice like they're not you know what rob told me so many times like i would say things to rob and like my intellect would be like i can't say this then but then i eventually say it to him you know and he'd be like you're so sweet and i'd be like what do you mean I'm sweet? I just said blah, 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 blah. And he's like, yeah, but that's because under you've got this and you've got such a great heart. And I'd be like, like, I've never seen it. Like he really guided me to see that whatever's on top under there's love. There's like, I, I, I'm a good person. But then I think that there are things that I'm a bad person. And then because I think I'm a bad person, then I try to justify and I try to help and I try to, I do whatever. There's this whole behavior that shows up. But if I can just trust, no, I'm a good person. No matter what you feel. No matter what I feel. No matter what you think. Yeah. You see the freedom? Yeah, you see the freedom. And so again, the expansion comes when we shed that belief, when we shed that story. Of course, there is suffering. That's what we recognize as difficulty. So here's what's showing up for me that I would like you to talk about. I'm sure that you're going to. So like, I'm already hearing some people. Yeah, but you know, the guy that just killed that other guy, like, he's really bad. Yeah. The temptation to think that way because then we can justify what we feel towards them what we think about them but like you said no matter what shows up what is underneath that is love and if you are brave enough courageous enough to do a little research on that person you will find that there is love and they're probably scared. And there's probably just bad choices. Like it's a misunderstanding of what, what we thought. Exactly. And, and <laughs> I was asking someone yesterday, do you see stupidity in nature? <laughs> and he told me, well, yeah, I've seen birds flying, crashing into windows. Yeah. Yes, that's, that's not stupidity. That is misunderstanding. Yeah. which is exactly what you're pointing to. It is misunderstanding. It, has, it, it cannot be rooted 
in stupidity or evil because that is not real. Those are just byproducts of misunderstanding. Yeah, it's like stupidity is made up. Like who, who decides something is stupid? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I, I love that space. I really do, Marina. I love that space of there. This is life, right? And things happen. And yeah, our intellect might say, well, that's shit or that's great. But even that's not real. There's this, there's another space that we can be in that is just like, Beyond or before judgment. Yeah. Yes. Now, I want to point out something, something that seems important, Jasmine, because when you spoke about your father, you could see the stories. So there was an intellectual side of what was going on. Yes. And when, you were, when we were first talking about this feeling that you are experiencing now, you were telling me, I cannot find why it is there. There... I cannot find a story. Yeah. I can make one up, but it wouldn't be true. So what do we do when there is no story? What do you let go of when there is no story? Yeah. So let me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to tell people who are listening what it is that I said, because I don't think we said it in the recording. I think we said it uh, off, off camera. So what I was sharing with Marina was that I have a feeling in the pit of my stomach for the past few weeks. I've had this feeling and I said to her, I said, it's fear. <laughs> and she, her, her, her thing was like, well, how do you know it's fear? And then I kind of like started looking and I was like, well, it's fear because that's how fear feels like. That's how, you know, when I feel like that, I know that I'm, I'm afraid but I could just need to fart. <laughs> but the thing that was really, <laughs> the thing that was, it's not, it's not right, guys. I'm sorry. Um, the thing that I was, that she said to me was that we have, there are multiple languages that we have, like even in the world, right? We have multiple languages and we have our mind's language and then we have our spirit's language and i'm trying to put my mind's language to my spirit's message exactly and doing that i'm not feeling the feeling because exactly. i'm like i don't want to feel it like as i'm like i i'm afraid that means this that means that there's just so much around what i think about the feeling instead of just trusting that that feeling if i felt it there would be uh, an expansion yes so when we have a story to let go of careful mm -hmm. because then we can go into the story and try to yeah. solve that instead of just letting go of the story but in a very real way, when we, when we don't have a story, when there is no story, 
what we are left with is the feeling. And here is the invitation. Trust the feeling. Go with it. Let it inform you. If, if you allow yourself to feel it, it will create the expansion. And, and whatever it is that is causing that fear will have to be let go of. It's so funny because I'm like, as you're talking, I'm, I'm like, again, going into my head and I'm like, okay, well, that's because I should do this. Like, because I have this association where I'm like, okay, if there's a feeling I'm afraid it's because I'm being inactive or I'm, I'm stagnating somewhere and, or I'm avoiding something like I've got this whole thing and I'm going back into it. Like, it's such a habit, right? A habit. Yes. Yes. But when, once you start recognizing the habit. Yeah it stops making sense it's the trust that the feeling just feel it i've, I've said it before yeah like but there are that's those feelings there for yeah that there are those feelings that we just don't want to feel you know but that makes no difference whether you want i think it's perpetuating it like when you don't want to feel it it's just going to come back yes it is now probably the main reason why we don't want to feel those feelings is because we fear that they will make us act one way that is not desirable, that will have negative consequences. So if I allow myself to feel anger, I will yell at you. I will punch you in the face. I will, etc. That is not true when, once you understand what feelings are for. So mm. feelings are not meant to be solved outside because they are not pointing to outside. They are pointing to inside. They are pointing to whatever your mind is doing and how you are relating to it. So when you understand that the feelings do not need to be acted out, but they need to be listened to because they are pointing to something important necessary, relevant inside, then what would be the problem of feeling anything? Like what's going to happen? You're going to feel. Ooh. You're just going to feel. So stop making up the story that you need to understand something intellectually to solve it, to make it work. It's not true. Now, notice something, Jasmine. When I asked you, how do you know that it is fear? You just said, so then I had to look. What does that mean? Then I had to feel. And yet, when I asked you to look, and you looked and felt, there was absolute peace. There was no fear anywhere. Yeah. Because you, had, you were not telling yourself a story about the fear anymore. You were just present with it. I'm seeing something now, so. Good. 
I love the way you put it. Your rational mind does not talk spirit, does not speak spirit, does not speak heart, does not speak gut. It can't. That's not its role. That's not what it's for. Stop using it for that. Yeah. Just feel it. Just and feel it. you'll know. You'll know. That's the whole thing, also, right? There's that. There's at some point you just know. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's I, I'm good. But it's a, it's a deeper knowing. Yeah. Fine. It's a knowing that, that needs no justification. It's like when they ask you, how do you know you love your kids? What do you mean? Like, I just know. Like, I just, I just do. I don't need a story around it. Yeah. It's so funny because I asked myself that question yesterday. Do I love my dad? Like, I had that question. Do I love him? Do I love him because I love him? And like, I had this whole inquiry. And after this conversation, I'm just seeing, yeah, I do. I love him. He can be an ass. You know, <laughs> I can not like some of the things that he does. And I can see, but it, what's really interesting around my dad is that I'm starting to see his thought patterns, which I never noticed before. Because, you know, like, you, it's your dad. So your dad should, you know, this should happen with your dad like you know it's kind of like our parents I, i'm sure i'm not the only one but it's like my dad was like on this pedestal and he he's not human he should these are all the characteristics that dad should have you know <laughs> and it's kind of like unfortunately that's not the case so there there are two things that i would like to take out of what you're saying one is insisting on when something is real, when something is true, it needs no justification. Yeah, I love that. Like, if your love needs a reason, then that's not love. That is something else. Yeah. If your happiness needs justification, it's not happiness. That's something else. If your peace needs a reason, it's not, that's not peace. Yeah. And the other thing is how easily we confuse love with relationships. Yeah. So love is one thing and it is real and it is true and it is unconditional, expansive, whatever. Relationships are not unconditional. They're there is negotiation, there is expectation, there is agreement, there is all sorts of things. But that is the relationship, that's not the love. And when we confuse the relationship with the love, then we start bringing all that into the love and, and that's not love. Healthy relationships need negotiation and agreement, exchange, 
conversations. Conversation, communication, a long list of things. Love doesn't need all that. Love just is. That's a great way to end the episode, actually. Love just is. Love just is. Let yourself feel it. Just feel it. Yeah. Wow. It just is. Thank you, Marina. Thank you, Jasmine. I have loved our conversation together. It's fun. I love it. Spending a nice hour, in our case, hour and a half in spirit. That's just fantastic. <laughs> so, um, marinagalan.com? Marinagalan.com. There you go, guys. And if you guys, like, if you go there, she speaks Spanish, too, just so you guys know. And French. And French, yes. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very, very much once again. It was great. And uh, I'm going to say to everybody else, dream it, dare it, do it, live the life you want. See you next week. Bye.